Genesis chapter 9, beginning at verse 1, says, And God blessed Noah and his sons, and said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth. And the, fear of you, and the fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon every beast of the earth and upon every fowl of the air, upon all that moveth upon the earth and upon all the fishes of the sea. Into your hand are they delivered. Every moving thing that liveth shall be meat for you, even, even as the green herb have I given you all things. But flesh with the life thereof, which is the blood thereof, ye sh- shall ye not eat. And surely your blood of your lives will I require at the hand of every beast will I require it and at the hand of man at the at the hand of every man's brother will I require the life of a man whoso sheddeth man's blood by man's blood by man shall his blood be shed for in the image of God made he man and you be, be ye fruitful and multiply bring forth abundantly in the earth and multiply therein. And God spake unto Noah and to his sons with him, saying, And I, behold, I establish my covenant with you, and with your seed after you, and with every living creature that is with you of the of the fowl, of the cattle, of the of every beast of the earth with you, from all that go out of the ark to every beast of the earth. And I will establish my covenant with you. Neither shall all flesh be cut off any more by the waters of a flood. Neither shall there be any any more be a... I'm sorry, let me restart that one. Neither shall all flesh be cut off any more by the waters of a flood. Neither shall there, be, shall there any more be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said... This is the token of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you. For perpetual generations, I do set my bow in the cloud, and it shall be for a token of a covenant between me and the earth. And it shall come to pass when I bring a cloud over the earth that the bow shall be seen in the cloud, and I will remember my covenant which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. And the waters shall no more become a flood to destroy all flesh. And the bow shall be in the cloud, and I will look upon it, that I may remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, This is the token of the covenant which I have established between me and all flesh that is upon the earth. I know that was a lot of reading. I appreciate your patience. Uh, But... Uh, uh, what we have here is, uh, as we've already said, and kind of the introduction, if you'd like to call it that, uh, the, the ark has been parked in the mountains of Ararat. Noah has made his burnt offerings. God has recognized those burnt offerings, made the promise within his heart that he would not uh, kill the earth again in such a manner. He would not flood the earth to kill every living creature, not just the humans, but everything that creeps, everything that crawls, and everything that walks upon the earth but he gives commandment in Genesis chapter er, chapter 9 and verse 1 he gives commandment uh, unto Noah he tells him to go forth and to multiply not only Noah and his wife but uh, Noah's three sons and their wives but it says that God blessed them folks God had blessed them before that before any of this had ever happened he had blessed this family by giving Noah the instructions that he did by giving Noah the warning that he did 
did by, by not only uh, allowing them the knowledge of what was going to happen, but allowing them the strength, allowing them the know-how, and allowing them uh, everything else that He did, allowing them the grace to do everything that they did to escape this flood. And now God said, the Bible says, God blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. This same word for replenish is found over in Genesis 1 when God told Adam and Eve to replenish the earth. It simply means to fill the earth. It simply means fill the earth with your kind. Fill the earth with the likeness of your kind the same way that the animals would fill the earth with their kind. Folks, you cannot make a dog and a dog and come up with a cat. You can't make a horse and a horse and come up with a rooster. It will not happen. God told them to replenish the earth. Fill the earth with your kind. Fill it with humans for my glory, for my good. That's the whole purpose of the human population is to bring glory unto the maker. And God told them to replenish the earth. And told them to be, be fruitful and to multiply, replenish the earth. And he told them, and the fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon every beast of the earth and upon every fowl of the air, upon all that moveth upon the earth and upon all the fishes of the sea. Into your hand are they delivered. He was giving Noah a promise here. He said, he said, hey, you need to get off this boat or you're off of this boat, I'm sorry. You need to go forth, multiply, but here's even better news. I've given unto you every beast of the field, every fowl of the air, every fish of the sea. They're there for your taking. They're there for your use. Hey, God, don't just throw us out here and let us uh, roam around uh, not knowing what to do. God makes a way for us. This was not only uh, a way for Noah's fear to be made smaller, for Noah's fear to be abated. This was a way that God was taking care of Noah and his wife and his sons and his daughter-in-laws. It was a way that God was planning to nourish them while they were going forth doing His work to replenish the earth. God does the same for us. God does not, God does not give us a commandment anywhere in the Scripture that He will not give us the grace to fulfill. That he will not give us the ability to fulfill. But some folks will argue that. They'll say, what about where the scripture says, be ye holy for I am holy because men can't be holy. I beg to differ. We can be holy. The only way that we can be holy is by Jesus Christ. The only way that we can be seen as holy or seen as righteous or seen as clean for that matter is with the blood of Jesus Christ when it washes away our sins and when, when God performs a miracle in our life and saves our soul, then are we made holy. Then are we made righteous and not before then. It's done then though. God will not give us a commandment including to be holy uh, that we cannot fulfill by His grace. That we can't fulfill by, some, by something that God has instituted unto us. No different than this, than this bow that was promised over in the clouds. Folks, that's, that's the main concentration I want to focus on uh, this evening is the rainbow that was, uh, that was placed in the cloud. He told Noah here, he said, this will be a token for this covenant that 
glorified me. But folks, we have to remember and we have to read here in the scriptures. He said, I, even I, or I, behold, I will do this thing. I will make this covenant. And it's a covenant between me and you. But folks, just because God made the covenant, it was not dependent on whether Noah accepted that covenant or not. It was all of God, completely of God. Had Noah not had faith in the covenant, Noah would have had no faith in the rainbow and the token of the covenant. If Noah had not had these things, God would have found somebody that did. But Noah had faith. Him building an altar in Genesis 8, it shows that he had faith. It shows that he had fear. It shows that he had all of these reverences for the maker. All of these reverences that he had for Almighty God. That Noah had these things. But folks, as, as I said, as far as that token of the covenant goes, as far as seeing the bow and the cloud goes, hey, that, that was nothing more than a token. That wasn't the promise itself. The promise was the Word of God that he spoke. The Word of God that he not only spoke within his his heart at the end of Genesis 8 but the word of God that he spoke to Noah uh, personally when he said I will not do this again I will not destroy the earth by flood again folks there was a promise of God it was a covenant of God this was thousands of years ago and it has yet to be broken it will not be broken my God is a God of covenant and he will keep his part of the covenant Regardless of whether we do or not, right. he will not and cannot tell a lie. He told Noah, he said, this is the token. Mm -hmm. He said, I will establish my covenant. Folks, I and my is reiterated by God a few different times mm -hmm. in this passage of Scripture. It is God's covenant. It is, and he said it is my covenant I will establish this thing <laughs> folks and this ain't the only time this happens in the scriptures you, you, you fast forward just a little bit over into Exodus you read in Exodus 12 once the children of Israel are preparing to be delivered by God what's he telling them he said you'll take this land you're going to slaughter this land you're going to eat this land you're going to take the blood of this land and you're going to strike it upon the doorposts of your houses and he says I even I will pass through Egypt this night. But when I see the blood, I will pass over you. I will pass over you. Folks, that was a covenant that God made with the Israelites through Moses. And God came good on that covenant. And even today, that covenant still stands true. Just not the blood of a lamb. Not the blood of those particular lambs. Not a Passover lamb. It was the blood of the Lamb of God. Not, not a lamb that, that God wanted them to, to literally eat, but a lamb that was sent, a lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world, the scripture says. That's the lamb. That's the covenant lamb. That's the covenant of Almighty God. Folks, we got covenants all through the scriptures. There's the Davidic covenant. You, you, you rewind from Exodus where we just were. Go back to Genesis 15. You'll see an Abrahamic covenant that God made with Abraham. Abraham was upset. Abraham was a little discouraged. And he told God, he said, hey, I'm still without child. And you promised me a child. 
what's going to be the token, what's going to be the sign that you're going to come through on this. And God told him, he said, take a heifer of three years, take a ram of three years, take a she-goat of three years, and a turtle dove, and a pigeon. And Abraham done these things. He divided them up, except for the birds, but a deep sleep fell upon Abraham. Folks, Abraham did not make that covenant with God. God made that made that covenant with Abraham. The scripture says that while that deep sleep was on Abraham, God came down in the in the form of a burning lamp and a smoking furnace. And he's the one that passed through the sacrifice. Abraham never stepped through it. Abraham didn't make that covenant. God made it to Abraham. Folks, as far as the New Testament church is concerned, there's a covenant. There's several covenants, but there's one main covenant. There's one main covenant. We find it in Romans chapter 10. That if we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, or that if we confess the Lord Jesus Christ, and we believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Oh, so that's a covenant from God. It's right there in God's word that that's the case. So, so if we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, if we confess the Lord Jesus Christ, and we believe that God raised him from the dead on that third and appointed morning, God must save us because his word says that he will save Save us. That's a covenant of God. Folks, this bow in the cloud, it was no different than that covenant as far as far as God's faithfulness is concerned. It was a promise made to Noah. Anytime Noah would look up, anytime it rained thereafter, and Noah could look up, and if he could see that bow somewhere, it would remind him of that promise of God. But folks, that's not what God was concentrating on in this scripture. It wasn't whether or not Noah could see it. God said, when I bring a cloud over the earth I will see the bow and I will remember it's not whether we can see the rainbow or not not whether we can remember the promise or not it's whether God can remember or not and I assure you that he can and I thank God for that because I forget a lot Mm -hmm. y'all want to know what got me what got me on this couple of weeks ago, I guess, Missy and I were going home from church, and there had come a great big rain. And Missy was looking around. She said, there's got to be a rainbow. It's got to be. The rain had dissipated at that point. But hey, when do you see the rainbow? When the rain stops. Mm-hmm. What makes a rainbow? Well, there's all kinds of theories on it, but basically, it's the sunlight hitting the droplets of water. And it creates a prism effect. And that's what causes us to see it. But Missy was looking out the windows of the vehicle. She said, I can't see the rainbow. That's what got me thinking about this. Mm-hmm. It don't matter if we can see it or not. It don't matter one iota if we see it. God sees it. Right. And the thing is, what, what creates clouds? What creates clouds is condensation, mm-hmm. is it not? It's, it's water vapor that creates any cloud you see, whether it's white or whether it's a black storm cloud. It doesn't matter. It's water vapor that, that creates that. So when God said, when I 
hovering a cloud over the earth. Hey, folks, we may not see that gold from down here. We may not see it above the white clouds that are up in the sky above our house or out in our yard or wherever we are. But God is forever above the earth. God is forever throned up there. He can see every bow, see every cloud, and see everything. That is what matters, not the fact whether or not we can see it. God can see it, and God does and will remember His covenant. Praise God for that. He remembers mainly, though, the covenant through Jesus Christ. The covenants that He made over and over throughout the Old Testament. And I preach it all the time. Y'all probably get tired of it, but that's okay. There was a seed in Genesis 3 that was promised to bruise the head of the serpent. Folks, that was the first messianic prophecy in the scripture was that seed that was going to bruise the head of the serpent. And that promise that, hey, that was a covenant of God. And that covenant runs uh, runs flawlessly through the scriptures. It runs smoothly through the scriptures. Hey, Noah believed in that. Moses believed in that. David believed in it. All the prophets believed in it. All these people believed in that. But it came into full form when Jesus Christ walked this earth when he was born when he preached in his ministry when he died and when he was resurrected praise God all that happened but there's coming a day when the when the Satan will be loose out of the bottomless pit after a thousand years God will squash him all by himself he won't need my help or your help he will squash him he will cast him into hell where he belongs he might, he might bruise the heel of the seed. Folks, he might bruise our heels. Yeah. Folks, that's all he can do. He might hurt us just a little bit physically. He might hurt us just a little bit. But my God has promised I'm going to bruise his head. Folks, that means the serpent will no longer be in play. No longer will there be evil, folks, because that serpent's the very reason that evil came into the world. That serpent was the father of lies. Satan is the father of lies himself. He lied to Eve, not completely. He told her a half-truth, but he lied to Eve when he convinced her to eat of that fruit. But God told him, he said, you're going to bruise the hills of the sea, but the sea is going to crush your head. And he, said, and he said that he would eat the dust mm-hmm. of the earth all the days of his life. Right. Folks, that was a curse laid on Satan. You're going to come after my people. You're going to nip at their heels. You might even bruise their heels. You might hurt them just a little bit here and there. But one of these days your head's going to be crushed. Folks, here in Genesis chapter 9, there was an entire entire world from Genesis 6 through 8 that was killed. Uh, but folks, in the midst of all that, in the midst of judgment, and that's all that what that flood was, it was judgment on sin. And folks, the evidence of that judgment was still around when Noah and his family stepped off of the ark. The evidence of the judgment was still all around them. The only animals that were left on earth were those that were on the ark. The only other people that were on the earth were those that were left on the God's judgment was evident even as Noah performed the burnt offerings unto God. The judgment of God was evident. Folks, that showed Noah God's power. It showed Noah God's might. showed Noah what God was capable of doing. And Noah reverenced that. He feared that. And he was faithful unto God. By offering up burnt sacrifices. 
burnt offerings unto God. Now listen, you read the rest of this chapter, you'll see Noah wasn't perfect. We ain't going to preach that tonight. But you read about the last, I guess that'd be about a third of the chapter. And you'll see Noah wasn't completely faithful. But that's, that's a whole other sermon. Here, God says the token of the covenant, which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you. For how long? For perpetual generations. Yeah. Folks, the token that God made to bruise the head of the serpent was for perpetual generations. The token that God made saying, I will send a deliverer. I will send a Messiah. I will send the perfect sacrifice. I will send someone. And when, the, the, when God said these things, it was for perpetual generations, meaning it was an everlasting covenant. It could not be broken, not because of who Noah was, not because Noah found grace in the eyes of God, but because the same God that Noah found grace in the eyes of, that God gave grace unto Noah. That God was, was graceful. He was merciful to Noah and his family by saving them. But folks, the, the token here and the promise here for perpetual generations was not because of Noah. It's because of that is who my God is. That is how my God works. That's how He acts. That's how He operates. When He does something, He does it right and it is forever. It was for perpetual generations. He says, I do set my bow in the cloud. It shall be for a token of a covenant between me and thee. Folks, these tokens all throughout the scripture. And then God told Abraham. That's where uh, not long after God made the covenant with Abraham by walking through the midst of all those divided animals, uh, it wasn't long after that that the circumcision came into a family. Mm-hmm. God told Abraham, he said, this is a sign. This is a sign of the covenant. This is a sign that you are my people. He didn't say, this makes you my people. He said, this is a sign. This is a token that you are my people. And folks, that's what the that's what the Jews in the days that Jesus roamed the earth, that's what the Jews were depending on. They weren't depending on the covenant itself. They were depending on the sign of the covenant. That's why you read so much about the circumcision in the New Testament. That's what these Jews were, were concentrating on. That's what they were depending on was a physical act that they performed themselves not on the act that God Himself had performed and would perform in Jesus Christ. That's what we got to depend on. Folks, we can tuck a Bible under our arm all day long. Every day of the week. We can shout hallelujahs all day long every day of the week. We can come in and sing songs. We can tell people about Jesus Christ. We can pray over our food before we eat. We can do all those things. But if we don't have faith in the one that we're praying to, if we don't have faith in the one that we're professing, if we don't have faith in the one that we're preaching or singing about, it is all for naught. Because that's something that God did. That's a covenant that God made. Folks, <clears throat> I, can, I can preach till my lips turn blue. I can preach till every vein pops on my head. Mm-hmm. I can preach all day long, shout and scream, spit and slobber. But folks, if I ain't got faith in the one that I'm preaching about, it is all for naught. Right. It is all for nothing. This bow in the cloud 
Yes, no one in his family could see it. But listen, that scripture goes on further. That wasn't just a just a, a covenant that God made with Noah and his family. It said every creature. He made it with the entire earth. But folks, that bow was up in the heavens. It started in the clouds, but it descended on, on one side of the ground and on another side of the ground. Folks, that's exactly how the grace of God acts in our lives. It begins in the heavens. It descends from the heavens, and it is worth worldwide the grace of God right now in this age of grace that we live in it is worldwide we know that it is because God hasn't called the church out we know that God hasn't destroyed it yet with fire as he has promised we know that God is expanding his grace upon the entire world and that was another promise another promise that was given in the old testament that came to be in the New Testament. But just as this bow in the cloud, just as this bow, it begins up there, it goes across the heavens, and it descends on the earth to all who are around. But folks, we might have a rainbow, I don't know, 10 yards next to the church here. If I'm in Bluff City, I doubt I'll be able to see that. That doesn't mean it's not there. No. It doesn't mean, and just because, just because I can't feel the grace of God sometimes, and hey, we've all been in that boat. We've all been in that boat where we can't quite feel the Spirit like we'd like to, like we can't feel grace like we'd like to, like, we, like we're not experiencing mercy like we feel like we should. We've all been in that boat at some point in our lives, but that does not mean that God has ran out of it. That doesn't mean that He has broke His covenant. Hey, God's mercy and God's grace, God's covenant, His long-suffering, and the blood of Jesus Christ was shed for for all it is given to all for perpetual generations for everyone that will take of it Amen. Noah here he had faith he had faith now what was the purpose of all this <clears throat> it was to show Noah as we've already said the power of God mm-hmm. the power of God was shown in the flood yeah. and also he showed Noah that hey God's got control mm-hmm. over all this because okay. he said he said, when I bring a cloud, when I bring a cloud over the earth, he said, I will set my bow in. Mm-hmm. So those are things that are done by God. Those are natural things as far as we're concerned, as far as we can tell. Those are natural things. That was something that was started by God, by the maker. Folks, is, is a rainbow not one of the prettiest things you ever saw in your life? Is it not one of the most vivid things you ever saw in your life? How typical is that of the grace of God? How typical is that of the mercy of God? The most beautiful thing that's ever been uh, is the grace and the mercy of a God that, that would look down upon a bunch of wretches like ourselves and say they need redemption. They need salvation. They can't do it on, uh, on their own or by themselves. I have got to step in and do something about it myself that's precisely what he was showing Noah here he said I'm going to step in I'm going to show you these things folks Noah already had faith but God was showing him keep your faith keep your faith whenever you see a bow whenever you see a bow after the rain you remember this covenant that I've made you remember this folks what does faith do faith looks towards hope 
Yeah. Faith looks toward hope. Hey, read read Romans chapter 5. Don't take my word for it. Yeah. Paul gets into that. Read the books of Peter. He kind of touches on that a little bit himself. Faith looks towards hope. Faith takes what's present. Faith will take the present blessings. It will take the present gifts of God. But hope looks forward to future blessings. It looks forward to future things of God. If God is blessing His people now, I promise you that God will bless us in the future. Amen. Faith concentrates on the here and now. Hope concentrates on what's after. Mm-hmm. Now, and folks, we, we can't have much hope if we don't have faith in God. No. We, can, we, we can have hope in this world, but what good is that going to do us? What good, Jesus addressed that himself. He said, he said what, good, what good would it do if a man should gain the whole world and lose his own, lose his own soul? Yeah. What good would that? We can hope to gain the world. We can hope to gain uh, gain finances. We can hope to gain health. We can hope for these things. But folks, if we're not hoping on the promises of God that are given us in the Scriptures of God, what good will that hope in the world do us? It'll do us no good. I hope in God. Because God's already shown me. Because of faith in God, He has already shown me what He's capable of. He saved my unworthy soul. Therefore, I hope in God that the rest of this Scripture is true. That the rest of this Scripture will be fulfilled at some point. I know that it will because it's covenants that God has made and God will not break those covenants. That faith will take what's here now. Hope looks forward to what's coming, and it shall come to pass when I bring a cloud over the earth that the bow shall be seen in the cloud, and I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. Uh, like I said, folks, it wasn't just for the humans. No. It, was, it was for everything that was here on this earth. He would remember that covenant. And the waters shall no more become a flood to destroy all flesh. And the bow shall be in the cloud, and I will look upon it that I may remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is upon the earth. It is a covenant between God and every living creature, and every living creature had nothing to do with that covenant. Not man, not beast, not fish, not fowl. No living creature had anything to do with that. It was all of God, folks. Salvation is the exact same way. It is all of God. Grace is the exact same way. It is all of God. God presents something. He presented something to Noah here. He said, look up there in the sky. Look at that bow. Do you see what I've done there? He presented something. But folks, as I've already said, it does no good good to have the token if you don't have the faith in the one that made the promise. We've got to have the faith in the promiser. That's another thing that faith does. Faith faith looks up toward the promiser, does it not? But what does hope do? It looks forward to those things that were promised. Faith faith will cause us to lift our heads up toward the heaven. At the promiser. Toward the promiser. Toward Almighty God. But hope is what keeps us looking out in the future mm-hmm. on the things that He has promised to us. Yeah. Folks, this is an everlasting covenant right. between God and every living creature. And God said to Noah, this is the token of the covenant which I have established between me and all flesh that is upon the earth. As I said, there's all kinds of covenants, all kinds of tokens, all kinds of things like this in the Scriptures. 
and, and, and there's, there's things of the natural aspect that God has used. There's things of the man-made uh, aspect that God has used. You look over uh, in the book of Numbers. There was a one time that the Israelites, they were complaining against Moses again. They were, they were murmuring and complaining and God was tired of it and he sent the fiery serpents into the camp and they come complaining to Moses saying, hey, pray to God that he take these things away. Pray to God that he stop this. But Noah or Moses prayed to God and God told him, you make a brass serpent, you raise it up so that everyone can see it and any man that looks upon that, he will be healed. Folks, yep. what Jesus said in the New Testament, so if I be lifted up, I shall draw all men unto me. Uh -huh. All men yeah. unto me. That doesn't mean all men will accept him. But he said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men, all men to me. Folks, the Holy Ghost draws those men. The Holy Ghost draws women. It draws everyone. The Holy Ghost draws them to him. Folks, that was a covenant that God made with Moses. You make this brazen serpent. You raise it up in the air. And it wasn't something that just a few of them could see. It was on a pole so it could be raised high up in the air. So that if you were way out in the distance, you could see it. If you were up close, you could see it. If you were crippled and on the ground, you could probably still catch a glimpse of it. But anyone that laid eyes on that, they were healed. That was a covenant that God made. God made another covenant in Jesus Christ and said those that are drawn unto him that accept his sacrifice to wash away their sin, they will be forever healed and forever whole. Right. Praise God. <clears throat> it's a covenant. It's that simple. It's a covenant. Folks, we need to think of it less of work less of work yeah. on ourselves yes we gotta believe who gives us that faith to believe god who gives us the grace to believe god god does all these things god ain't going to give us a token a sign or a covenant without supplying us the means necessary to believe it to have faith to believe it and to have hope for, uh, for all that lies within it. His covenants are sure. His covenants are true. And He will not renege on those covenants. You read all the times in the Scriptures when the Israelites would backslide on God. When they would go, as Roger taught this morning, when they go whoring after other idols, whoring after other nations, whoring after other cultures and other religions and all these other things that they would do. What would God do? God would go chasing after them. God would rebuke them. God would chastise them. Why? Because they belong to Him. Amen. That's why. That's why we get our backsides tanned sometimes by the Almighty. Mm -hmm. Because we belong to Him. Why do we belong to Him? Because of a covenant relationship that we have with Him. And that covenant is not of our own work. It's not of anything that we've done. That covenant is through Jesus Christ. Without Jesus Christ, God wouldn't even look at us. God wouldn't even consider us. God would do nothing but cast us into hell come judgment day without Jesus Christ. But with Jesus Christ, I praise God when He looks down upon me, He doesn't see my wretchedness, doesn't see my sin or my filth. He sees the blood of His precious Son that has cleansed me and made me completely and utterly whole. Amen. That's the covenant. Is the blood of Jesus Christ. 